0: Guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's Thomas here uh, with TFC, Thomas's Football Center. Uh, I want to get one thing out of the way, or two things at least. Uh, with this past week has been a struggle in terms of getting information out to you guys. Uh, I went out, I went away for the weekend, and it kind of messed up pretty much everything. I want to say, got back Sunday. I mean, could have made a post about the. About the Monday game, didn't really have time. I just, again, guys, I'm in school. It's my junior year, and it's it's a lot of work. It's it's tough. I'm trying to get it out to you guys, but you know, I'm gonna try and go on this really long streak of just you know getting hardcore, straight opinions, predictions, stuff like that to you guys. Should be should be fun. (laughs) It's gonna be some work, but I'm excited to do it. Second thing I want to get out of the way is the ats, or I don't know, just Instagram at, Twitter at. Uh yeah, my Instagram at is tfc.nfl. It is where most of my information comes from. And my Twitter is TFC underscore NFL League. It's like the only at I could have found. Uh, it's not T Football Center, for those of you who I've told. Uh yeah. So that's pretty much the one I could get. And as for the YouTube, I mentioned this earlier, I mentioned this in a post, uh, the last podcast I was I was recording, it got deleted somehow at 58 minutes, and they're only allowed to be an hour, so I was really wrapping it up. And I'm not going to lie to you guys, it was pretty discouraging. Uh, probably stayed away for it longer than I probably should have, uh, but I'm back, so uh, enjoy it. <laughs> And uh, let's get to the NFL games. I I really want to jump into the Chiefs and Patriots first because this is is honestly the game of the year. Uh, Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. Great, great game. Uh, Very good effort from the Kansas City Chiefs to come back in that third and fourth quarter. They scored 17 points in the third quarter and 14 in the fourth. That's a total for like 20, 28, and no, 31 in the last quarter. They scored nine points total in the first half, while Patriots had scored 24. It was 24 to nine the end of the first half. I, as I'm sure you guys also were, I was ready to like you know call it a game. I was like, all right, I don't know, maybe I'll throw on a Friends act, or maybe an episode of The Office. I don't know, you know. Uh, It was getting pretty boring. Uh, And then come second half, Kansas City's got this flair on them. Patrick Mahomes is playing with guts. He's got, for showing you his stats, he had 352 yards, uh, four touchdowns, and two interceptions. You know, I I criticize Mahomes a lot, I think, more than I should because he's a great, great quarterback. I think I just – Again, like I said, I criticize him a lot, but I mean you can't you can't argue with stats. He's got 22, 2,150 yards on the year, It's two thousand one hundred and fifty yards on the year. Is eighteen touchdowns and five intercep- or four interceptions. So you can't really blame him when it comes to that. I mean, eighteen touchdowns that's pretty insane. It'll... He had all four touchdowns in the second half. Again, they didn't have any touchdowns in the first. So, for those of you who have watched the game, I, uh, I just, I mean, thanks for sticking around, right? I mean, it was a great. Uh, it was great to watch. Very, it lived up to the hype. So that's, I mean, going back to Patrick Mahomes' stats: three hundred fifty-two yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions, one hundred and ten QB rating. His average rating on the year is 107.2, so he is looking very good there. His completion percentage is 63.7, also looking good. So I'm going to leave Patrick Mahomes at that. Very, He really showed some balls in the second half, um, and uh, I think that I'm gonna, just going to leave it at that. Kareem Hunt played pretty well, 10 carries on 80 yards. And Tyree Kill, again, a very... Very good target. uh, 142 yards on seven receptions and three touchdowns. Rest in peace to those who face him in fantasy this week. I am sorry. Along with Kareem Hunt, who had 105 yards on five receptions uh, for the receiving. Travis Kelsey played. Oh, and he also had one TD. So that's where Patrick Mahomes' four touchdowns went. I'm going to take a sip of my Coke real quick. Yeah. I think I'm gonna leave it at that. Travis Kelsey played pretty well, five receptions, sixty one yards. So moving on to the Patriots, who are now four and two. Uh Tom Brady played pretty well, I think. He had three hundred and forty yards and one touchdown. Now Sony Michel, this is a guy last week who really shined, and uh I think I kinda predicted his gameplay pretty well. Uh Chiefs having not the best having not the best run game. Tony Michelle, I mean, he had twenty-four carries, so that's a lot of carries for him on 106 yards. And James White had six carries for 40 yards, so he played pretty well. Swinney Michel also had two touchdowns. Julian Edelman played pretty well, four receptions, fifty-four yards. And uh yeah, I was, yeah, I'm gonna try and stay away from the stats from now on. I just want to talk about predictions and, like, the game itself. Uh, Yeah, I was uh, very, very impressed with Mahomes. I'm going to kind of leave it at that. I'm sure you guys saw the uh, the beer or the the Boston or New England fans who were flipping off Tyreek Hill after he got his 75-yard touchdown. Now, I'll get to the beer in a second, but uh, Tyreek Hill is – He's just so. I don't know what it is about him. He's like. He's like. Similar to, Very similar to Tariq Cohen, but just in a receiver format. And in my opinion, very. A lot better. I don't want to say a lot better because I don't. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I, I don't want to. Haven't really thought much about that. But. Yeah, Tyreek Hill has like. I. For one, I know he has the most 50 yard touchdowns in than anyone in the league. And I just, he's like the best at it. I just don't, I don't, he's just really, really good route runner. It was really bad by the safety though. Number 21 of the New England Patriots. At first I was like, is that Malcolm Butler? But <laughs> wasn't him. Uh, let me look up his name. I remember when I saw it, I was like, wow, that was really bad by him. It's not Brian Horner. What am I saying? Uh one second, folks. Need to go to the roster real quick. QB blah, blah, blah. Looking at their number twenty-one, Dern Harmon. Dern Harmon. That's his name. I remember. It. it was just terrible. Terrible defense. Didn't realize Tyree Kill right in front of him. He crossed right in his path. Easy throw. And, you know, Tyreek Hill's going to do what Tyreek Hill does, and he just used his speed to get there. And one thing I have noticed is, uh, is it CJ? Uh, It's McCourty. Looking for his name. The McCourty brothers are very, very good players. I don't know if you guys know who they are. They are two defensive backs uh, for the Patriots, 32 and 30. Uh, And 32 is just really good. It's Devin McCourty. Yeah, Devin is a lot. I think he's better. He's just he's a uh, he's very fast for his position. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. Uh, yeah, forty three to forty for the Patriots. Very anticipated. Very living up to the hype, hype game. And uh, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna keep that there. Oh, and getting back to the <laughs> the beer. Uh, it's funny because. T- I'm sure most of you have heard, but Tyreek Hill is actually pressing charges on the on the fan who threw a beer in his face. And rightfully so. Those of you who say or think he's out of line, just, I mean, come on. Let's be real. Throwing beer on someone is like borderline, like, segregation days. It's just, it's, it's bad taste. I mean, I know it's, teams hate each other, but I mean, come on. We're still humans. Yeah, <laughs> moving on to the Philadelphia and Giants game. Holy cow! I'm at ten minutes right now, guys. I always try and keep it going fast, but it's just, I don't know what happens. I just I just ramble on with some t- with most of the time useless information. I'm trying to make this interesting, so I'm gonna like I just said. I'm gonna try and keep it interesting. So yeah, Carson Wentz, very good game. It was this wasn't too interesting. People thought, I mean, I'm. Sh- there was that really funny commercial with the guy in the diner saying, you know, it's like, is anybody watching that? And then the woman, like, explained, is anybody watching that? It's Thursday Night Football. It's Giants versus Eagles. These cities hate each other. And it's true. It's a huge, huge rivalry. And I think Eagles fans were actually a little bit on the edge of their seat before the game. But rivalry games, honestly, they can always go either way, no matter how bad a team is no matter what the circumstances are, I feel rivalry games, no matter how bad a team is, you can there's always like that X factor that they just they they have a chance at winning. Not saying that New York Giants proved my point, but uh I mean Saquon Barkley is a very, very good runner. Like I I had my doubts at, at the start of the season. I didn't really watch him in college. Again, guys, I do not watch college football. Probably should. And I should probably just scout some guys, but I don't really watch it. I don't find it that interesting, especially since I'm not a fan of one. But, yeah, I didn't really watch his highlights. I was pretty skeptical because I usually don't trust. I mean, guys, were saying Aiden is the best this is the best running back that's come out of the draft in a decade. I, I was like, Psh, yeah, okay, I mean. Hopefully this guy can prove me wrong. And he so far has. Watching that game, it was great to watch Saquon Barkley really have a ferocious fight in him against the Eagles, who even when they were down. Like, I'm sure you guys saw the screen pass. He is literally like carrying that team on his back, and they got 13 points in the game. Getting back to Eli Manning. Uh, yeah, long story short, he's got to go. They have the weapons. They have Saquon Barkley. They have two top-five positions, key positions on their offense, and they cannot get it done. Saquon Barkley is definitely a top-five running back, in my opinion. And if you want to try and change my mind, go for it. Uh, OBJ, I do think he's a top-five. I think he has been... I think he has been crying a lot more than, uh, than he probably should. I mean, he's the one who signed the contract. He he needs to realize that he's going to be on his team for however many years he signs he's going to have to give his all whether or not he likes the quarterback and i don't think i think he's realizing his mistake now if he didn't want to sign the contract he wouldn't have so i think he has to realize his mistakes and take ownership of that and try and win this team football games like like he like he signed for And Eli Manning, getting back to him, he's just yeah, simply he's got to go. I don't, I don't think he's fit to lead this team to any more Super Bowls. I think his time is up. <laughs> Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning, he, he's different. It's just he's, Eli Manning is nowhere near as good as Peyton Manning. So that's where I'm going to leave, leave that. Just getting into some. Uh, stats. Elshon Jeffrey played pretty well, or really well, I'd say. Now, I don't know what it is about players or wide receivers who are big and strong about number 13, but Nelson Aguilar is a very underrated receiver, in my opinion. He had three receptions for 91 yards, very agile, very tall. He's like, I just, let's, I'm trying to name them all the number 13s. You got Nelson Aguilar. El- Aguilar sorry it's hard to say his name you have Mike Thomas you have Mike Evans and I think I think there's one more can't really think of it right now but yeah those three guys I feel like they have they all have similar physique and they all perform pretty very well so if you guys want to be a good wide receiver be number 13 (laughs) not uh that's one of my many jokes but uh Getting back to the th- Thursday night game. Yeah, good performance from Carson Wentz. Uh, 34-13 is the final score. Eagles improved to 3-3. Three and three. I believe they are second in the division. They are second in the division. Uh, Redskins are number one. And they are 3-2, and two, by the way. So, we are going to move on. Again, I am pretty. Think I kept that one pretty well. It was about five minute conversation on that one. We're gonna go to the Bucks and Falcons. Uh, it was a very. No, I have. I have tried to believe in the Falcons this year. I really have. Now they won. Don't get me wrong, but they barely won. In fact. It actually came down to the last play, and Deshaun Jackson or Jameis Winston almost had it. Or they both did. It was like a team effort. But yeah, uh, Jameis Winston threw. He he really. They did not really run the ball all that much. Or, no, it wasn't too bad. There was like 17 carries total on the day. But yeah, 34 to 29 was the final score. Again, I have tried to believe in the Falcons. I really thought they were better than the record. Like I believe they were one and four and I was like, this team should be, you know, two and three minimum. I mean three and two could even be four and one. It's just their games have been pretty close this season. All of their games have been within one score, I believe. Looking at their games, uh except for the Steelers one, that one was pretty diminishing to them, I think. The, again the Bengals 37-36. Saints, that one ended in overtime. Falcons versus Panthers, they won by one score. Then they lost by one score to the Eagles. I mean, these all these games are pretty much by decided by one score except for the Steelers. And so is so is this game or the Bucks versus Falcons. But again, Bucks are not a good team. Uh maybe in the start of the season they were. Maybe they had that flair about them, but, you know, it is really funny. I mean, <laughs> come on, the Bucks were the talk of the town in the first two games with Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing up unbelievable stats, and now they are claimed as one of the worst teams in the NFL, I think. Uh, now, that's a pretty strong claim to throw around, but... I mean, facts are facts. They've lost three in a row. They don't seem to have any fight in them. Or, no, that's not, I shouldn't have said that. They do have fight in them, but they just don't have enough talent to win games. Or at least enough to win a division, maybe even a wild card, but. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. Jameis Winston played pretty well. Very similar stats to Patrick Mahomes. 395 yards for four touchdowns and two interceptions. I think it was good for Jameis Winston to really sling the ball this game. Coming out of that not playing for a while. Or it was a suspension, right? I'm just going to make sure real quick. Uh, I have to look at his says injury here. Oh no, it was a, it was a suspension. One second, fellas. Don't worry, we still got like 40 minutes to finish up this podcast, so we shall be fine. Okay, yeah, it was a suspension. I believe it was, I mean, as it usually is, PEDs. Taking a look at it. Yeah, Yeah, it was something like that. I don't know. I can't find it. But long story short, he was suspended. I think it was good for him to come out of that suspension and really sling the ball. In my opinion, Jameis Winston is a top two scrambler in the league. Uh, Like, you guys, you see you have Deshaun Jackson. Not Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Watson. Uh, You have him. Carson Wentz is even a really good scrambler. Aaron Rodgers is a good scrambler. But Jameis Winston, like, this guy breaks tackles in the... Oh, well, I mean, sorry, I forgot. I meant couldn't mention. I think Russell Wilson probably tops him on this one just because of how fast and how, how agile Russell Wilson is. But Jameis Winston, this guy breaks tackles against D-linemen. And, and then he still has a chance to make plays. And for that reason, I think he's my number two in terms of scrambling. But... Yeah, rushing, their rushing game just needs to get better, honestly. Peyton Barber is not, I don't say he's not cutting it, but I think he's just got to play a little bit better. And that, I think that has to mainly do with the O-line. I mean, James Winston, I believe, I don't know how many times he was sacked. I could actually check right now. Okay, let's go down to the defense. So they had two two sacks. So not terrible, but the pressures were pretty good from the Falcons. <laughs> I think I'm going to leave it at that one. So Falcons, they go on to face, one second, wait for it, they go on to face the Giants. So that is like the best case scenario. for them. Now, it actually, if you think about it, it could be a bad scenario for reasons I'm going to explain right now. <laughs> Uh this could be a good mo- uh momentum builder for the Falcons. It could be a confidence booster. They're going to go up against one of the worst teams in the NFL at the at, at this point. And how they perform will really determine how the rest of the season will go in my opinion. You beat the Giants or if the Falcons beat the Giants same way Eagles did 34-13, beat them 30 to 10. Whatever the case, if it's a good scoring and low is a good scoring game for the Falcons and a low scoring game for the Giants, I think it'll really measure their team and really put in perspective of where they will be for the rest of the season. So I would, I will really, I will try and pay attention to that game, just because of the sheer uh, importance or measure it has for the Falcons, and I think. If they win that game for a good amount, they have a chance in this this season. But if they if it even gets close, in my opinion, I think Falcons are done for this year. So I'm gonna, and that's just because of how bad the the defense. Or not? I want to say I don't want to say because there are some star players on Giant Stevens. You have Landon Collins. He is probably the best player. Don't get me wrong, but. I mean, they're just not a good team. So, I want to see how the Falcons perform against them. Tampa Bay, they go on to face the Browns. So, that'll actually be, in my opinion, a good game. Uh, I think Browns will maybe – I don't want to make predictions right now, but I will be paying close attention to that game as well because the Bucks are kind of in a downfall right now. But, I mean, they scored 29 points against the Falcons and almost won with that last play, so – should be a good game okay moving on to the next one let's see we got we'll count off how many we have left we have one two three four five six holy seven eight nine ten we have 11 we have 12 games left i am really going to start shotgunning these i am sorry folks so it's about 10 o'clock right now i should I'm going to try and get this done by 10.30. Hopefully, mean, right. Chargers-Browns. <laughs> Phillip Rivers, you are my guy. Uh, I'm actually going to give another round of applause to Melvin Gordon. Because Melvin Gordon has to be the most underrated back in the NFL right now. Now, I'm a Bears fan. Uh... Last year and the year before was Jordan Howard. Don't get me wrong. Jordan Howard has to be the most disrespected back in the NFL and has to be one of the most disrespected backs in NFL history. He did not make the top 100 of the NFL both years, and he was top three in rushing both years. And his first year, he didn't play for three of the games. So, I mean, it was just out. Us Bears fans, we were very disappointed. And this year he's not really showing up, but you know who is showing up? Tariq Cohen. Now I don't wanna I'll get I'll get to all that in the uh in the Bears recap. But like I said, Melvin Gordon right now, he does not get credit where I mean I'm sure he gets credit from the Chargers player or Chargers players and fans, but from the league, we don't see Melvin Gordon as a top tier running back. He had eighteen carries for 132 yards and three. Touchdowns going to his receiving, he had two receptions for 18 yards. Not too bad. But three touchdowns coming from Melvin Gordon on 132 yards. A very nice game from him. Uh Phillip Rivers, he threw the ball 20 times. Very uh I don't wanna <laughs> I don't wanna say I'm gonna give it up for Philip Rivers because he did not have the best stats. I mean, throwing the ball 20 times, you're not going to get good stats. But putting in perspective, he had a 55% completion rate. He threw 20 passes and 11 of them were caught. He had two touchdowns and one interception. 103.5 passer rating. Very nice passer rating coming from him. Uh, and I'm going to leave it at that. So... Very good momentum builder for the Chargers. Uh, they go to 4-2. and two, So does that put them at the top of the division? I actually don't know. I will check for you folks right now. Oh, geez. Uh, standings. Here we are. <laughs> that puts them at second in the division, right? Because they're in the Chiefs. Sorry. AFC West. Do they have a chance to catch the Chiefs? in my opinion yes they do after this week i mean look the chiefs are a very good team facing the patriots at home that is that is deadly for them especially with a young quarterback I'm sure the stat was the stat was oh or teams with like young quarterbacks or whatever were all 23 facing the patriots in the bill Belichick area at home for the patriots and of course now that improves to 4-0 or not 4-0 uh to what is it? They improved to 20. Oh, and twenty four, or that's good for the Patriots. Uh, yeah, Patriots. No, I don't want to talk about that. Uh, yeah, Chiefs. Chiefs go on to face the next week. They go on to face the Bengals, so that'll be a good game. Don't get me wrong. Bengals took a tough loss this week, but I do think they will bounce back. And A.J. Green, I think, will tear up this this defense along with Joe Mixon. So Joe Mixon has been playing, performing very well. And I think he will – I think it will be a battle of the better offenses. So, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. 38-14 to 14 for the Chargers. Very good confidence booster going into a game or going into the Titans game. Or, yeah, sorry, I forgot to mention that. Chargers versus Titans next week. Uh, that should be a good game. I again, I don't want to get into predictions, but g- coming off of this win, coming off these three big wins for them, uh, I think it'll be. I think it'll be a good game because now Titans, Titans may they. I think Chargers will win again. I I don't want to make too many claims right now. I'll make another separate uh. Episode about that, but uh, yeah, very good motivational booster for the Chargers. I will get into that later. Browns now they go on to face the already mentioned Bucks. So hopefully they'll be able to bounce back from this tough loss along with the Bucks. So like I said before, that'll be the game. Very proud of Melvin Gordon. Uh, we'll get back. We'll get into that later. Or, not later, but... We're going to leave it right now. We're moving on to the next game. (laughs) That was Chargers-Browns. Colts-Jets. We are at 29 minutes. Holy cow. Uh, Okay. Jets and Colts. Before I talk about Andrew Luck, I'm going to talk about Sam Darnold. Because... With very... They are three and three right now. Not a bad record, honestly. Uh, right now, currently, they are third in the division, but that is mainly because the is mainly because the Dolphins won against the Bears, which I, I am very disappointed. Don't get me wrong, but I will give it up for the Dolphins. But the Bears beat themselves. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. Uh, Jets going to face the Vikings next week. That'll be a tough game. I don't think they'll win. Don't want to make too many predictions. Like I said, I keep you. Uh, I keep talking about it, but yeah, I don't want to make any predictions. But I think the Jets will lose. But I do want to give him credit where credit is due. Sam Darnold, I believe he, I believe he is part of the future of this Jets organization. I feel like he is a player who sticks around, or at least hopefully. I mean. I think that's right. The Giants, they, not the Giants, the Colts, they. It was just a pretty poor effort from them. Uh, Fourth quarter, they played pretty well. Andrew Luck had three interceptions, although one of them wasn't his fault. One of them was on screen passes. Terrible, terrible by Marlon Mack. It was just bobbled it up and then basically let it gave it to the other team for a pick six. Or at least I think it was a pick six. Let me check. Yeah, I know it says one reception, so... Yeah, whatever. Eric Ebron had a uh, pretty nice game again with four receptions for 71 yards. Uh, Colts, It's it's been a rough year for them. I'm not going to lie. Like I, I want them to do good, but they've just lost on pretty close games. They lost to the Bengals by two scores, beat the Redskins, lost to the Eagles by one score, lost to the Texans by a field goal, lost to the Patriots by two scores, and then lost to the Jets by one score. It is it has not been easy for them. I certainly do not think they are one I don't I certainly don't think they're a bottom four team. I don't think they're in that twenty eighth version. I certainly think there are worse teams than the Colts, or at least four more. (laughs) They might be in the worst five, but again, their record should probably be two and four. Uh, So I'm going to leave it at that for them. I mean, one of those games, they they probably should have won, clutched up, whatever you want to call it. And uh, yeah, I think think their rushing game really needs to get better. Uh, Marlon Mack, he's not bad. Just kinda of like the not the Giants, the uh who did I mention? It may have been the no, it wasn't the Browns. Let me go to the games real quick. I mentioned the Bucks, right? It I their rushing game just in my opinion has to get better. But like I said, it's kind of stems from the O-line a little bit. But usually a good uh, a good running back can get past that. Now the i Turn it back around to the Jets one more time. Isaiah Crowell, he, uh, I think he is a very good player. Very underrated, again. Terrell Pryor receiving. Had a pretty nice game, along with Jermaine Kirsch. Uh I certainly think the Jets have what it takes to compete. Maybe not necessarily with the Patriots, but maybe for that wild card spot. And I am going to move on to the next game because we've got to move, but... 42 to 34 for the Jets. They go on to face, like I said before, the Vikings next week, which I will kind of count as a loss. And uh yeah. So Oh, and uh, Colts go on to face the Bills. So that'll be a, that could be another conference boost for them. Moving on, Seahawks and Raiders. I would like to applaud the Seahawks because they they really showed up and the Raiders didn't, of course. <laughs> Raiders are now 1-5, and, and they deserve to be, in my opinion. You look at the games they've played, they beat the Browns. That's their only win. They lost to the Dolphins, the Broncos, the Rams. Is that it? Yeah, and the Chargers. And it's just, it has not been easy for them. Uh, they lost by, I think their, clo- their closest game was against the Broncos, and they lost by one point. Uh, they lost badly to the Rams, lost by eight points to, to the Dolphins, who aren't even a good team, in my opinion. And they also lost to the Chargers really badly. And then now here we have a 27-3 game coming from the Seahawks. Very poor effort, in my opinion. Derek Carr, 142 yards. Very surprised he didn't throw an interception. But like he didn't throw an interception, he didn't throw a touchdown. So you you take it how you want it. Russell Wilson had a very nice game. 23 attempts on 222 yards. So every time he threw the ball, it was an average of 10 yards on the catch. So very nice coming from him. Doug Baldwin had a good game. Uh, I'm going to circle back because again, guys, I don't want to mention stats uh, anymore. Uh, I I think they're useless. I think you guys don't care about them think you care about my opinion and the future of the team so and that's where I'm gonna put it so I'm gonna look at Seahawks next game Seahawks and lions uh, gosh sorry uh, now I'm gonna say I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make any predictions right now because I want to stem away from that I will make a separate podcast video about that not video episode I'm going to stay I'm gonna circle around their team as a whole, so I think Seahawks have what it takes to get it done. They're being at home. Seahawks are a pretty scary team to face. Uh, I think their their stadium still has that same energy it has at it, a few years ago. I think it's really like Chiefs and Se- Seahawks are the hardest places to play. Sorry guys about that. Uh, their running game is pretty good. Chris Carson, I think he actually he actually has what it takes to be a starting running back for this team. Like they're not they're no Bucks who have three guys who share the ball. Chris Carson was a backup for Marshawn Lynch, and I really think he learned from him. Play and he didn't have too good of game this uh, against the Raiders, but. I mean, Russell Wilson was really slinging the ball. It was more of a sharing the wealth between, like, pretty much everyone. I mean, in total, there was, like, 30, 40 carries on this team, and Chris Carson only had 14 of them. So Rashad Penny's actually pretty good, too. So those two guys are two m- medium to above-average players, in my opinion. Again, Seahawks are 3-3. Three and three. And they actually put up a really good fight against the Rams last week. Rams are on the edge of not being a six or of not being an undefeated team anymore. Two close weeks in a row. Uh of course the Chiefs fell off, you guys know that. But I think they lose in the next three weeks. Coming up, they face the an easy team. Oh gosh, who was it? Next week they face, gosh, I know it's an easy team. They face 49ers. 49ers and then so I think that should. Look, I don't want to count the 49ers out or anything, but I think that should be a win for them. Packers. Packers, now that could be a loss. Don't get me wrong. Packers may have what it takes. Like, if the Rams are playing, and if they if they let's put it this way, if the Rams lose to the 49ers, I don't think they'll lose to the Packers. But if they beat the 49ers, I think they might lose to the Packers, but if they beat both those teams, I think for sure they're going to lose to the Saints. So I think the Seahawks. Seahawks have a pretty good chance at possibly taking a wild card spot. Uh, they're sitting at three and three. Both two teams in their division are one and five. So I think it's just it's just going to be it's going to be tough for them to get that wild card spot, but. Hey, they might get it. So, moving on. Uh, final score: twenty-seven to three. I see some very good stuff coming from the Seahawks. I think they will have a very good chance to get that wild card spot. Moving on: Redskins and Redskins and Panthers. Now, this I didn't really have enough time to pay attention to this game, but I will have to applaud Alex Smith. Well, sort of. He, uh, 163 yards, a lot of checkdowns for him. Uh, wasn't the best performance. 163 yards. Here's where he probably shined out. Two touchdowns and playing, obviously coming, you see he played it safe with the 163 yards on the checkdowns. So, rightfully so, he has zero interceptions. Receiving, you're not going to see a lot from receiving. Yeah, you'll see the touchdowns, but you won't see the yards. Their top player in receiving was Vernon Davis. I won't even mention his stats, but... Struggling how they played. Now, Adrian Peterson. I know it's it's really weird to hear him still playing. And trust me, it is for me too. And it's weird to hear him not as a top-tier running back. Don't get me wrong. He's still he's still a good running back. He's just, again, not, no one here as good as he was. But... That doesn't mean he is not suitable to be a starter. He, I believe, he has like one of the top five. One second. Oh, gosh. Uh, okay. Never mind. I believe he is in the top five for rushing yards in the NFL. And uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. Redskins, three and two, top of the division. They go and face the Cowboys. A very. Very important game next week for the Redskins. Cowboys coming off of a huge win. When I say huge, it is that was a massive win that they needed to really boost how how they will be playing. And along with the Redskins beating the Panthers. Now, if you guys have listened to my podcast, you know that I don't believe in the Panthers. I don't think people hype them up, and I just don't think they're as good as they are. as they are claimed to be, or even their record. They were three and one. They are now three and two. Their games gosh, one second. Their games have been fairly close. Panthers Cowboys 16 to 18. uh, Panthers Cowboys 16 to 8. It was the first week, one score no big deal, right? Panthers over Cowboys. I think that was a good game. Then they go on next week. They lose to the Falcons. This is where I started to believe in the Falcons. And this is also where I decided, or not decided, but wasn't going to really believe too much in the Panthers. They come out next week. They beat the Bengals. Good win. But I I mean, if you want to classify this team as a top five team, I think that's too early in the season to really say, hey, they beat a very good Bengals team. I think it's too early in the season to say what I just said. I mean, beating Bengals, who were, I believe, 2-0 at the time. But still, I mean, you can't say Panthers beat one of the best teams in the league. And Bengals are, in my opinion, one of the best teams in the league, or at least top eight, I'd say. But you can't say that they beat that team – at their best, considering they were two 2- and I think, I think teams winning or at least playing have a lot to do with the team's confidence. Don't get me wrong, Bengals, I believe, were two and no, but still, years past they had just haven't been good, and now their record is shh, let me just see, their record is four and two. So, yes, I do believe that has an effect on games. And there's another reason why I don't think we should take that game into account in terms of how well the Panthers are, or how good they are, I should say. And then you go to next, or last week, the Giants and the Panthers. Panthers got lucky on this one. I'm not going to lie. This team should be two and three right now. The NFL has actually already ruled it, that the Giants actually did get cuffed, per se. We're sitting at 43 minutes. I will speed this up. Uh, but Gano really bailed them out, especially even though it shouldn't have counted because Christian McCaffrey didn't get the first down and that spike was fourth down, leaving it to be uh, something that shouldn't have counted. Or a turnover on downs. But yeah, Panthers and Redskins... And I ha- I do believe in the Redskins. I think they're a good team. One of the best def- uh, critically acclaimed defenses in the league. And their their offense isn't too bad. They're, it's just, it's, it's good. They have John Doxton. I think their receiving core is pretty good with two above average. I mean, if you want to classify Brandon Davis as above average, at least he used to be. But Jordan Reed is still good. Uh, they have Paul Richardson and John Doxon. I think those two guys can get it done. Michael Floyd. Uh, I'm going to move on. But, yeah, good win from the Redskins, 23-17. I believe in the Redskins. I don't believe in the Panthers. Next game. I will tell you how many games we have left because we really need to move on. Jeez, I need to exit out one second. All right. We have uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho. We have seven more. So I'm really going to start shotgunning these. And, guys, I know I say that every time. Texans and Bills. Good win from the Texans, bad from the Bills. We're moving on. I'm kidding. Uh, Nathan Peterman sucks uh, still. You will never be able to lead this team. Sucks for Josh Allen to have to step out of the game like that. I don't know exactly what happened. In fact, I can actually look at his news. Actually, no. Okay, but I know it's something with his hand. He was getting roughed up pretty well during the game. This game was all about turnovers. Uh, I think I don't think this was as much as the Bills doing good as much as the Houston Texans doing bad. Now, I want to talk about DeAndre Hopkins because, again, I don't want to say he's underrated, but because of the team he's on, he's not acclaimed as one of the best in the league. I believe DeAndre Hopkins is a top three is a top three receiver. Uh, this guy is just he's just so good. Being on the team he's on, which isn't even that bad, don't get me wrong, but he makes plays. He is just it's hard to explain. His physique is great, his speed is great, his agility, his ability, his hands. Everything about him is the ideal – I mean, maybe his height is not as tall, but I think that gives him more agility. And don't get me wrong, he can get up there. Top three receiver in the league, at me if you want. Uh, Texans come out with a good win, 20-13. Uh, I'll leave it at that again because you know, that's probably one of the only times I've ever stayed truthful to shotgunning a game. <laughs> Minnesota Vikings versus Arizona Cardinals. Good winner from the from the Vikings. Josh Rosen. Uh, I'm not a huge believer in this guy. I think... I don't think he's a bad quarterback by any means, but... I think throwing him in the deep end, especially with a bad team, is not a good idea on, on the Cardinals' part. Uh, they had Sam Bradford playing for them. Again, he wasn't getting it done, so... I really do think they're kind of caught in a rut. They're kind of like the Bears last year. Don't I mean? Had the, they were like exactly like the Bears. Now that I think about it, they had they have Sam Bradford is like a comparison to Mike Lennon, except Mike Lennon had like zero games on his hand. At least Sam Bradford has some experience. But Arizona Cardinals very comparable to the Bears last year. Good running back had to really had to switch out early in the season because of how bad their quarterback was doing. Now they switched to a rookie. I just think, can Josh Rosen bring this team to be better in the next few years? Obviously, I think it's too early to tell, but if you guys want to input on that, be my guest. Kirk Cousins played pretty well. Latavius Murray had a baller game, running the ball a lot. 24 carries, but he really delivered on 155 yards. Uh, 27-17, Vikings go on to face an easy team next week. Or not easy, uh, they face the Jets next week. So that'll be, that'll be a good game, in fact. You know, I said, I think the Jets will win. Not the Jets, the Vikings. Going more in-depth into it, I think Jets will have a chance, but, hey, you never know. Finish, finish with that one. steelers Bengals. Uh, yeah. Very good game. I think... I think I really underrated the Steelers early in the season uh, just based on what was going on. James Conner standing up. The Steelers have to make a trade for Lee Van Bell. He's too valuable to stay on the bench, and he's too valuable to not trade anything for him. You have to – a team – I mean, like I said, he's open for trade. But I feel like the Steelers aren't reaching out to teams trying to get him onto their, on making a trade. James Conner is getting it done. 19 carries on 111 yards. Great game coming from him. Ben Roethlisberger showing up. 46 attempts. Get this, 32 completions. I believe that is. I'm looking. I'm actually going to look at that completion rate right now. In two. In three. Two. One, he has a seventy percent completion rate. That is really good, especially for how many for forty-six throws. What just happened? Oh no, never mind. okay, yeah. So on forty-six throws to have a seventy percent completion rate. Do not stop throwing the ball. Great game from him, Juju and Antonio Brown sharing the wealth. Uh, gonna leave it at that. I was a little disappointed in the Bengals. Now it's only a it's a one touchdown game, but Bengals have just got to be better on the 7th, and they gotta be more consistent. Fourteen points in the first half, it was tied, and then they just Steelers had they got in the I don't want to say they got in the red zone, they got down on the Bengals end, but couldn't really complete too many field goals or or they got two field goals and a touchdown, and the Bengals only got one touchdown. So Take it like a granted of salt, Bengals fans. I'm sorry you guys lost this one because I really believed in you. But hey, I'll give it up for the Steelers. They played a good game, and the Bengals' offense didn't really show up. So <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Moving on to the Bears and Dolphins. Now you guys know that I am a Bears fan, so I have a lot to say about this game. But again, I got a shotgun. It. Mitch Trubisky played a great game. Had some really good throws. Not all of them were perfect. Don't get me wrong. He was 22 for 31, and he had three touchdowns and a horrible interception. It was just probably it was just really bad. Jordan Howard was the top rusher, which was pretty nice to see. With only 70 yards though on 14 carries. Tariq Cohen he had five carries for 31 yards and a touchdown. Uh, that was a very nice touchdown coming from him. He also had seven receptions on 90 yards. Now, Taylor Gabriel, I I didn't know how good he was. Uh, and Mitch Trubisky, he finds him deep. Like, his deep ball accuracy, I think he's really starting to trust himself more. And like Patrick Mahomes, in that second half, he had some more balls than he did in the first, and I think he really showed that. Brock Osweiler, I've been seeing a lot of memes about him. You know, or whatever you want to call it, played pretty well. Uh, I'm gonna just their receivers are good at getting open, and they are really fast, good at breaking tackles. Kind of like they're like all mini Golden Tates. Uh, I got seven and a half minutes to get three game, three more games done. Ending score thirty one to twenty eight. I really wish I could get more into that into that game, but just get a really nice back uh, back shoulder pass. To Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson, probably my favorite, or probably my top three favorite. One of the, one of my top three favorite players in the Bears. I'll get more into that. Oh, and before I, hey guys, I live in the Chicago land area. I think I just saw tonight. I think I went to dinner, and I think I saw Kyle Long at, if you know it, Francesca's. I I took a video. I might post it. I might not. I might put it on my story. I'm like 99% sure it was him. People were telling me it wasn't. My brother worked there. It's just, ugh. It looks so much like him. No, never mind, I have four games, sorry. So I really got to, I got like a minute per each game. Rams versus Broncos, 23-20. to Jared Goff had a good game. Todd Gurley, 200 yards. Wow. 28 carries, but I mean, come on. 200 yards and two touchdowns. And two receptions. But... Come on. I mean, again, rest in peace to those who face him in fantasy. Uh, Rams, uh, they started off good. It was a 13-3 to at the half. Denver Broncos really made the game close in the last quarter. Again, Case Keenum is not someone I trust. I've made this clear. No matter how good he does in the game, I he will not win a Super Bowl. Mark my words. You have him on your team. He will not win a Super Bowl for you. You may win a division, possibly. You may... Yeah, wild card, you will not make it to the Super I don't want to say you won't make it, you will not win a Super Bowl. Mark my words. K-Skin does not win a Super Bowl. They'll <laughs> leave it at that. It was good effort from the Broncos, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, it's the Rams, right? 6-0. and oh. Three more games: Rap, Ravens, and Titans. Very disappointed in, in the Titans, but I give praise to the Ravens. Both were 3-2 and two coming into this game, and, uh, it was a really good bunch of the Ravens. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Alex Collins is uh, he is a running back that I trust. I'm not gonna lie. May not have had the best game, but I trust him. Uh, Joe Flacco had a pretty nice game. Marcus Mariota had a pretty bad game, throwing the ball 15 times. I mean, come on. They their offense was just bad. There wasn't anywhere there wasn't anywhere to get around it. It was just it was bad. They. I think Ravens spent a lot of time on offense. Uh, you want to look at the stats. I mean, Mark Smirno threw the ball 15 times, and there was only 12 rushes coming from Deion Lewis and Derrick Henry. Not, not acceptable, just from the Titans' defense. And they allowed 21 points, and Baltimore took their time like they should, especially considering the Titans got zero points. Big old Goose Egg. Uh yeah. I don't think the, I don't think the Titans were what they were made to be earlier in the season. And I think I'll just leave it at that. 21-0 for the Baltimore Ravens. Very nice game from them. Uh okay, coming on to two big ones. I have five minutes left or four minutes left, so we're gonna go two minutes for each of these. Dallas Cowboys and Jacksonville Jaguars. Great great games, or a great game, I should say, for the Cowboys at least. Again, I am disappointed in the Jaguars. Jaguars, I don't know what I was thinking trusting them, honestly. You want to talk about, in the past, in the past, like, what, three weeks, Jaguars, Jaguars have lost twice. So I think they were one of the highest critically acclaimed teams in the league. And they are now three and three, losing to the Cowboys, who are also three and three now, forty to seven. Come on, Blake Bortles, you gotta lead your team. Jamal Charles, he had five carries for five yards. I don't think he's gonna do good on the team. Just mark my words, <laughs> uh, 150 yards from Blake Bortles, one touchdown, one interception. Very poor effort. Dak Prescott, Zeke, they all played well. Cole Beasley played well. It was more of a sharing the wealth for them. Good team effort from them. And they'll leave at that. Uh Jaguars were very disappointed to watch I right, have kind of cut into my Packers time. Oh wait, I have like two and a half minutes now. So actually I'll go back. Uh Jaguars and Cowboys, yeah. This will be this is a like I said before, this is a huge confidence booster for the Cowboys. And I think uh that's gonna be huge for their upcoming weeks. Packers and 49ers. If you guys watched the game great, if you didn't whatever, you'll be able to find out what happened. Aaron Rodgers clutching up. Now, I talked I give I'm going to give Rodgers praise for this one. Now again, I'm a Bears fan. <laughs> talk about that a lot, but I will give Rodgers praise, but it was the 49ers defense that I think beat themselves. Uh I mean, their offensive possession was awful. C.J. Beathard, clearly not Mr. Clutch. <laughs> Threw an interception, which is probably one of the worst things you can do. Probably should have just taken a knee. They would have went into overtime if they took a knee, in my opinion. They would have had like third Packers would have had like 10 seconds to get down the field in like 90 yards. Uh, but long story short, 49ers choked. And Panthers, not Panthers, Packers. Really took advantage, and Rodgers does what he does. Gets Mason Crosby in perfect field position, and yeah, that's kind of where I'm going to leave it. So, 33-30, to 30, great effort from Rodgers, and again, their running game really needs to pick it up. It's just not looking good. Uh, Devontae Adams had a good game, and yeah, C.J. Beathard needs to pick it up again. I'm going to leave it at that. I got 50 seconds to do anything I want. <laughs> uh, make sure you guys follow the Instagram. Really glad you guys tuned in. I'm just going to use this you know, last 30 seconds to continue to talk. No, I'm going to go for the Bears game. All right. <laughs> Mr. Bisky had a great game. I think the Bears beat themselves, along with the penalties. I mean, come on, refs. It was like the Bears versus the refs this game. You can't tell me that. That Leonard Floyd roughed Brock, Brock Osbourne. That is garbage call. And the lifting up of Danny Amendola. How is that roughing? How is that unnecessary roughness? Again, I'll try. I maybe make a post about that game specifically. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. I'll see you in two days. Peace.